Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. In the last week, I've had a nine-figure entrepreneur ask me who he should be looking for and what qualities I think he should be looking for in a CEO. Now, this entrepreneur is built and sold five or six companies. He's very much had his successes, but now he's scaling his portfolio and he's acquiring an agency that has north of $3 in annual profit. And when they're buying it, they need to find a CEO. So I really enjoyed this question because this could be you, not you getting this job, but your ability to frame yourself as the CEO that I'm going to describe to him is ultimately who you should be aspiring and who I should be aspiring to be. Now, I wrote down a handful of qualities that I think are very aspirational for any entrepreneur. And they're also very apparent to me. I like to think I'm someone who understands the game of business. There's obviously several levels, but at this level, I think I have a really good understanding and have a good idea and eye for talent. Now, I boiled this down to really four things. Like, I think you could boil this down to less, but when it comes to being an elite CEO, someone that could take a three to $4 million a year profit business, right? So, you know, it's doing more than that in annual revenue, but to a $10 million per year in profit, 15, 20, 30. I believe there's four things. I'm going to walk you through them. And if you master these, you will be the person that can receive this amazing profit as well. So the first, and I'm going to say this is in no order. I think you need all four to be exceptional. So the first I wrote was sophistication. Now, I had written other words and qualities and traits of someone But at the end of the day, I think it's an entrepreneur's sophistication and knowledge of the game of business that ultimately makes them successful. So when I think of this word, my definition of this word is someone's ability to take complex problems, complex situations with several thousands of data points and simplify things. They're able to take you know, strategy, they're able to take culture, they're able to take business data, they're able to take constraints, and to be extremely calculated in their approach. So much so, they simplify it and are able to cast a really simple vision, a really simple strategy, and they're almost able to see the game simply, right? So Ring Gretzky is famously quoted as, don't skate to where the puck is, skate to where the puck is going. I think the best CEOs are the ones that can do that. They're the ones that not only could they skate to where the puck is going, they're able to see that. So if you are this person, like what are the specific things and nuances that you have to really start to mend and build? And if you're on the other side, if you're looking for a CEO, like what do we have to assess? So in no particular order, sophistication first and foremost, like I said, no order. So first and foremost is almost negligible. I would say culture. 
culture, my definition is what your people say and do when you're not around. You have to, on a psychological level, which happens to be one of the things there, so sorry for the sh- the lack of surprise. Culture is what your people say and do when you're not there. It's how your organization performs. That's culture. You have to understand the nuance. And I think you have, to, you have to be a student of it. If you watch or listen to Jeff Bezos, he talks about culture significantly. If you listen to Steve Jobs, if you listen to Elon Musk, they all talk about it in their own way. They have a deep level of sophistication and a really deep thought process. They've consumed a lot of content on this topic. And this was actually one of the key things I went to study at Amazon. I studied at Amazon for years, four years, building and learning how to build culture. Culture is what your people say and do when you're not around. If, if you crush that, then you're good. How do you influence that? When you have bad culture, how do you turn around? How do you maintain high culture? Culture. It's taking that in tandem with data, right? This person who's able to take a $3 million per year profitable business to $10 million in profit per year to $20 million, they have to be able to take culture in tandem with data. So there's a lot of data in business, but there's only four major areas that this person needs to be exceptional at. They need to understand the data of appointment setting or lead generation, right? Which is process of inbound and outbound marketing that generates appointments set for prospects that we could then go to phase two of data, which is sales. They need to be able to look at that sales data of round price point, no-shows, qualified leads, unqualified leads, call ones met, call twos met, right? Proposals met, proposals made, deals closed. They need to be able to look at that in conjunction with marketing and be able to see the trends of where the business is, is not going and make assumptions and really help the business grow, whether they're doing that through the head of sales or they're doing it in tandem with them. They need to do that in conjunction with capacity, right? Assessing capacity of your workforce and your onboarding capacity, your fulfillment capacity, and how fast or slow you need to grow and onboard, train people, all that fun stuff. And then finally, LTV, data. Making sure or maximizing how much your customers are paying you, understanding how much they're paying you. This person needs to be able to take culture and data and intertwine it with strategy. They need to have a deep strategy and philosophy on how all these things interplay. And strategy is that Wayne Gretzky quote. Strategy is you need to be able to go to where the puck is going. How does this person look at data and look at trends and be able to strategically identify where the collective energy of the organization needs to go? Strategy. They need to be able to understand strategy of a lot of things, the strategy of management, the strategy of culture, the strategy of sourcing the talent, the strategy of delivering exceptional results through people, the strategy of customer success. And there is so much that an exceptional CEO needs to know about strategy. They need to be, they almost need to be a little bit of a master of none in some way. I would love this person, in my opinion, to have a philosophy like, I really love studying Jeff Bezos. I really enjoyed working at Amazon. He has such a deep-seated philosophy on business. And I was listening to him recently on a podcast. Even with decision-making, he has philosophy, right? He was talking about his philosophy of there's two types of decisions. There's revolving doors and one-way doors. And you want to build culture around people should be enabled to make decisions in for revolving doors. And th- those are decisions that can be undone pretty easily. But for one-way doors, you want to have safeguards in your culture to make sure that people can't make one-way door decisions quickly. He has philosophy on decision-making and his culture. Like it's, it's so fascinating when you take that. And then the other one is 
the final co- two components of sophistication are highly calculated, which goes back into strategy, and they understand constraints. So those four big data points, which really encompass all data in the business, this CEO who's able to grow companies at this size, they could take culture with data, with strategy and philosophy and constraints and be highly calculated to basically point the ship in the right direction. So that's number one. One of the hardest things as an agency owner is building a team that can actually execute without needing you can deliver results that you could trust to learn things fast and deliver every single time. The reality though, most of us can't afford top tier talent. And even those of us who can afford top tier talent doesn't know how to get the best talent to work for us. That's why I built the eight figure funnel. I've been able to hire over six eight-figure COOs and convince them to come work for me to help my clients grow. Guys that have already been there and done that, that have run 20, 30, 50, 80 million dollar a year companies working for someone who's not even 30 years old. I put this all into a simple ebook so you can do exactly the same thing. If you want access to this ebook, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value and grab one of my best pieces of free content that I've ever released today. Hey there, this is Jordan Ross, your host of How to Scale an Agency, and thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has given you any value, if you listen to it weekly or you're just tuning in on a blue moon, please like and subscribe and give us a good review. Reviews are the easiest way that we can help other agency owners expand their information, their knowledge, and grow their companies, which is why we do this. We do this to help each and every one of you make business growth simpler. So... Like I've said, if you've received value, we do not promote our podcasts any other way except through word of mouth. We don't have sponsors because we want to keep this as high level for you as possible. If you could return just a little bit of a thank you back to us, we would so greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. Number two is standards. This one's going to be a simple one. An exceptional CEO has the highest standards in a company. If they do not, they cannot be hired. Like, I would I would put a CEO in an interview into a role like I'd put a probationary period over a month. I was thinking about this. I would not hire I don't know if I would ever hire someone straight into a CEO role. I might put them into like an executive VP president role where they have a probationary period and they over a six month period could earn the right to be president or earn the right to be CEO because I could always bow out. I would be assessing them in the role of two things, standards. At Amazon, standards are everything. And even at McDonald's, like Ray Kroc is historically known and it's displayed in the, the movie Founder. He would walk the parking lot and pick up trash. He would take a toothbrush and go to the mop like cleaner bucket thing and scrub it with a toothbrush. He had standards down to the minute detail. There are so many stories of this, but Jeff Bezos would walk through his warehouse and pick up things, right? Elon Musk is known for sleeping on the factory floor or in his office for a month until they hit, you know, their throughput. Standards are what defines so much of culture. And 
if this person doesn't have almost a psychotic level of standards, and I wouldn't say psychotic, but they have to be a bona fide killer, they're not a fit. And if you don't have that, look, the good thing about being an entrepreneur, there are levels to this game. But for me, standards have to be the highest across the business period. That's why Amazon is Amazon. If I'm ever hiring for a role like this, that's going to be a critical component. And for you, if you're a CEO, I think your standards will commonly correlate to what over the long term, your standards will correlate to your lifestyle. What are the standards for your lifestyle? What are the standards for your business? I think they're commonly going to correlate because I spoke with, a, I think he's 31, spoke with a 31-year-old CEO this week. His business is, is doing $10 million annually. In five years, he went from zero to 10 million in an agency. Cash flow is insane. So he's actually exceeding, he's doing about 4 million in annual profits. And which, by the way, that's not, that like doesn't happen. Statistically, he's like 1% of 1% of people that do that in five years for a service-based business. He has exceptionally high standards. He told me he set out to build the world's best paid media business and they just keep getting referrals. They're that good. Standards. Your standards will correlate to your success. Number three is humility. I thought about this a lot. This person needs to be humble enough to receive feedback, humble enough to admit when they're wrong, humble enough to let others lead, humble enough to have really deep-seated and beliefs around culture, data, and strategy, but humble enough to actually change their minds, reserving the right to actually be willing to change their mind on some things. I thought of a really interesting test to measure humility because you cannot have an, I don't think you could effectively have an arrogant CEO because that's going to really hurt culture. And at Amazon, one of the things they do is they put you into the entry level function. When Amazon was in its first five to 10 years, you would do this for longer periods of time. When I started out at, at Amazon in 2016, you went into path for a full week. So you would go every single department in the warehouse, you would literally work the entry level hourly associate job. I loaded and unloaded trucks. I picked and I packed. I stowed. I worked, you know, pallet jacks. I worked on the docks. Like I did everything. But I think for a CEO, almost saying, hey, we're going to, a requirement of this job is that for the first two weeks, you're going to sit in with every entry level function and really understand it. I think if I were bringing in a CEO that didn't know, let's say I'm running a media buying agency or lead gen agency that's doing like Google ads, and I was bringing in someone that didn't understand Google ads, I would have them do that. It's going to serve multiple purposes, but I'm actually assessing humility. And then number four is psychology and understanding of psychology. I think that best CEOs, they really understand psychology. And this goes back to the psychology of culture, the psychology of management, the psychology of customer success. Everything in business really boils down to psychology, like everything. And anyone who is worth, you know, worth anything in this world and business understands that. So I would be trying to understand, hey, walk me through your management philosophy. Let's role play a situation. And then after the situation, I want them to explain the psychological approach and see if they even have a psychological approach. I think it would actually be a deal breaker. If they don't have a psychological understanding of management, I think that'd be a deal breaker for me. Walk me through the psychological understanding of retention. Let's go through specific interactions and let's role play and tell me what you would do. Psychological approach to sales, like everything is psych, everything is psychology, sales, marketing, management, retention. This person has to have an understanding of psychology because if you don't, 
And if you don't have strong theses, like I have so many different masters of psychology behind me on the bookshelf. If you're seeing this, like Robert Cialdini, one of my new favorite ones, which is Daniel Coyle. Oh, he's good. You have to study these things. So my CEO, I this this brings me back to a time I used to think of, uh, I used to watch like ESPN back in the day or for Madden and NFL stuff. And they would like build the perfect CEO or build the perfect quarterback. And it would be like Brady's vision and, you know, Michael Vick's legs. This is, we're crafting the perfect CEO. It's levels of sophistication, the most highest standards, deep levels of humility and a deep level of psychology. And you build the assessments around that. Because when I was in conversation, their names were Charles and David. When I was in conversation with Charles and David, you know, I told them it's not about the major things. It's about the nuanced things. I actually think everything I said covers the major categories and covers the nuance. Your success in any function, you have the ability to tackle the big things well and really execute the small things well. So for you, humble listener, enjoy this. Reach out to me, DM me, go to our call, book a call with us. This is, in my opinion, could be one of the most important podcasts you listen to maybe ever. Because if, if you're a CEO, how do you stack up and rank against these things? And if you're looking for a CEO, how can you build assessments and tests to safeguard and mitigate bringing on the wrong hire? Cheers. What is good, agency owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.